This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. And this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. And I have with me this morning from CASA, Carol Murdy, the supervisor of our program here in Binghamton. Hi, Carol. How you doing today? Good morning, Kathy. I'm well. Now Thanks just, for having me today. I just threw out the little acronym CASA. Let's tell people what that is because I hate, I hate acronyms without being told what it actually stands for. Sure, I will tell you, and I, we also have more than one CASA in the area, too. So our particular program, Voices for Children CASAs, are court-appointed special advocates. And what they do is they work in the family court system and um, are volunteers that work with children that are involved in the family court system. So what is the other CASA that's for adults? I believe we have another CASA program that works with the older um, population in the area. Right. So when, we're, when we are talking about the Voices for Children CASA, um, unless you've gone through this is a, a family situation or something like that, I, people really would not be aware of this program and what it does. And it seems like anything to do with the court. And the first thing you said was court appointed. It seems like anything to do with the courts um, kind of is a, um, a a gray area for a lot of people in the shadows, unless you've, you're familiar with the process. What is it that ACASA actually does and, and, and how does it aid children? Who, who gets involved in this? Well, you don't need any special education or any outside training other than what we provide to become a CASA. They uh, work with children by providing, basically we call it best interest advocacy. So you are appointed to a case, a judge may have a case in front of him of educational neglect, and he feels that a CASA may be... uh, in the best interest of this child to help advocate to make that children successful, that child successful in school. So uh, the CASA is assigned to the case. The CASA meets with the family and the child, or sometimes the child's at home, sometimes the child can be in foster care. So you're going to meet with that child monthly, and you're going to make determinations about what that child needs to be successful in school to get to school and to stay in school. So, and the the best thing about a CASA is they're working with this one child. They're not, they don't have a caseload. You know what I mean? They're not bogged down with anything else but working with this one child. So it does give um, the courts a different perspective. When you're talking about a court-appointed advocate and you're talking about educational neglect how does the court get involved in something like that what is education i mean that's a term i'm not familiar with what's educational neglect i don't understand it's if a parent is not sending a child to school oh, okay you know in new york state you have and probably most states you have to go to school or be homeschooled and we have a lot of cases actually that come through where children just aren't sent to school and there can be a wide variety of reasons that that's happening. 
you know, the family may just, we did have a, a typical uh, short-lived case where the child wasn't attending school, but there was some medical issues going on, and that parent really needed some help and guidance accessing needed services, and some of those services were medical, and some of the medical services were out of town. So the CASA worked with this mom and her son, and over just a short few months period, got him what he needed. He got well, and he was off to school. So it can be a really short process. It can be a very long process that you're working with a family. It depends on the case. It seems another uh, issue and factor in that kind of a, a issue would be uh, cultural differences for some of the immigrants, new immigrants coming into the area may have a lack of understanding of what's required for uh, for their children as far as education goes as well. Sure. There can be all kinds of barriers to, you know, what a family and child may need. And, you know, CASA is, a CASA is well-trained on being present in our community and knowing exactly what services to be referring a family to or getting getting for a child. I see so the, they can Go ahead. Just so they can get themselves back out of the family court system and stable. And in the family court system, I noticed in the news release that the uh, one of the other issues that was mentioned specifically was children who have experienced abuse. Um, that is a, a very touchy issue. I mean, it's a sensitive issue when you're talking about uh, families and families in crises and abuse. What does the volunteer that is working through this program and working with these children what can they expect to be dealing with? And is there a certain degree of emotional preparedness that somebody wants to get involved to help children should should get themselves set for when they are dealing with some of these cases that might be difficult? Sure. The abuse uh, portion of this is a wide spectrum. You know, you can have uh, something as heinous as sexual abuse, uh, which we have worked with, and you can have something a little on the other end of the spectrum, like um, maybe a child's witnessing domestic violence. The child isn't necessarily hurt in mm. the process physically, um, but maybe witnessing domestic violence. So, yeah, you're, you're, a volunteer is going to be trained and, <clears throat> of course, has to have a certain comfort level level with what they may be dealing with. Yeah. But we work through all of that, and, you know, if if a volunteer had a particular situation that they just felt they could not best advocate for, then we would not put them on that case, you know. Well, there's a new campaign that National CASA has developed. It's called uh, Change a Child's Story. Let's talk about that a little bit. What kind of, of information is presented in that campaign that helps educate the general public about this program and, you know, maybe spark, if not interest in volunteering, at least an idea of, of support for what it is that CASA does? I think the Change a Child's Stories campaign is, you know, letting the public know that this this opportunity to volunteer you're providing a 
this one constant presence in a child's life when they navigate through this family court system. It's scary. It's unpredictable. There may be, you know, one social worker one day and two days later, there's a new social worker. Mm. What CASA can really offer is that constant presence of the same person that's there and all they're doing is advocating for your best interest. And that's what a volunteer would do. We have... A really impressive case, I feel, that just closed. Um, our CASA volunteer worked with this child. I think she was 11 when she, when we were referred um, as a CASA to this case. And he is stuck with her. She turned 18 last September. She aged out of the system, and she's gone on to get her own apartment. But he was with her through all of that, in and out of foster homes, in and out of residential uh different residential placements, he was always there, and he's still there. She's aged out, but they are still connected, and I suspect they probably will be maybe throughout their lives. How long has the um, the Voices for Children CASA program been in Broome and Tioga County advocating for children through the court system here locally? I We have been in New York State about 38 years. And um, it is a national program. believe it came to Broome County in 1993. Let's see. Well, as I get older, I think it came to Broome County in 93, and then it merged um, with uh, Accord as Voices for Children in 1998. As I get older, that seems that that was just yesterday. <laughs> That's not that long ago. <laughs> it, it's it's just hard to imagine without that steady presence, um, depending on how young a child is, uh, what the long-term outcome of, e- even though the court system is there to help you, you don't understand that as a child. You just see some difficulties that your mom and dad or other caregivers are going through, and it's scary, and it's what a permanent effect that has on a kid that doesn't understand what's going on. If they don't have that common denominator, that constant factor to to lean on and say and explain things to them and and make them feel that it's going to be all right, it just it just seems terrifying. Yes, yes, it is a terrifying process. That is a good word for it. For those of us that are not familiar with any court process, I mean, this is, the court system seems pretty scary anyway. I've never even been to traffic court. <laughs> how young of a, of a child, how how young do you get that you have these advocates that, that work with them? And do you train certain advocates that are better for the younger children, for the older children? Or, you know, how, how do you determine who gets assigned or who gets put into the program? And how does the judge decide what volunteer goes with what case? The judge decides if he wants a CASA on the case. And then from there, we make the determination on who would best serve the child and the family based on the information we have, you know, on the volunteer. How how young do do you go? I mean, how how little of a kid that has to deal with it? Yeah, well, a kid can be dealing with, uh, any uh, anything as an infant even we have a case now i think um the the family has nine children so we're dealing with a family that has infants you know months old on up to teenagers so 
Sometimes we get large family groups, and we might split up volunteers for, for that. Sometimes there might just be one one child. Or, um, but, yeah, the whole the whole age range, right up until 18. Well, I see that you've already got over a couple dozen kids that are in the system that are, are being assisted with a volunteer, but... Um, you know, I, I know for talking to uh, the district attorney and some of the people that I do know that are in the legal system, that family court is is a busy, busy place. There is, it seems like there's a long, it's a long process because there is such a back uh, caseload. Uh, are there a lot of kids that really could benefit from this program that don't have an advocate at this point? I think there's probably many kids that could benefit from having an advocate right now and. Now more than ever, because of COVID, I feel like, you know, there's a lot going on. Kids are not in school full time. They don't have that oversight of school and things can fall through the cracks. And now more than ever, I feel like CASA is just a perfect, perfect solution to some, some problems with an overburdened system, you know. Yeah, a lot of things coming out over the past year, uh, as we've talked to some people that are in uh, domestic violence counseling and education and with child abuse uh, prevention and education, and in the education system, there's a lot of things that are going unreported because they don't have the system in the schools that are seeing anomalies in the behavior of a child or whatever. And and there could actually be a lot more cases that are going to be coming into the system once we finally come out of this COVID stuff and yeah. and things get more or less back to normal. We'll be discovering things that have been happening in the past year plus now as people have been all locked in together. Yes, that's right. We have a case right now, it's just one child, but there is educational concern. And we just, as CASAs, have the ability to, you know, just be thinking about that one child and we can go check up on him and we can provide that that oversight a little more easily than, you know, than someone who has 20 or 30 or 40 kids on their caseload. So we follow him and we're working with him and making sure he's safe. Well, we are already out of time. If someone, this has piqued their interest and they might be, um, you know, considering that this is something that they could do, um, if, if they're, um, they can find out more from you guys, if they're a person that would fit in with the program and be able to have their talents help some kids that could really use some guidance and somebody to lean on, how do they find out more information about the, uh, the program? I think the best resource right now is casanewyorkstate.org. So that's casanys.org. They are offering right now a CASA 101 info session, and it's live. You sign up. I think they're doing it monthly, and it's live, and you can have all your questions answered. And then from there, if you are still interested and you want to go through with the application process, that is accordny.com, and there you'll find the local application that will come to our office. Well, thank you very much for being my guest today. It's been very interesting. Thank you so much, Kathy. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Here's your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Sunshine.